guys, this is me, Did You Move Today? A tu bouge aujourd'hui, j'attemechiste hoje, et vos te moviste hora. Welcome to a Did You Move Today podcast. I'm your host, Andrea, and I'm excited to be here. In this episode, I have Lucia Figueroa as my guest. She is originally from San Salvador, El Salvador. She's a principal dancer with Compañía Ballet de El Salvador since 2014. Is best known for her leading roles in the ballets of Sleeping Beauty, Swan Lake, Romeo and Juliet, Carmen, and The Nutcracker. Last year, she worked with Paso Dos Dance Company in Palma de Mallorca, Spain, starring in two of the company's original works, Tango Woman Ballet and Baroque Ballet, which were taken on tour throughout the Balearic Islands. Lucia has performed in numerous international ballet galas as guest artists in San Francisco, Mexico, Nicaragua, Connecticut, and Ohio. She consolidated her dance education as a trainee with the Joffrey Academy of Dance in Chicago and the Washington Ballet, among with other summer programs with some of the most prestigious ballet schools in the U.S., such as the American Ballet Theater and Pittsburgh Ballet Theater. Lucia is the first Central American dancer to obtain the Solo Seal Award, highest vocational examination of the Royal Academy of Dance from London. I'm really excited to have her here. So without further ado, let's get started. Hi, Lucia. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Andrea. Thanks to you for inviting me. So can you tell me about yourself? Well, um, my name is Lucia Figueroa. I am 25 years old. I live in San Salvador, El Salvador, which is where I was born. Um, But, well, this is right now. Sometimes I temporarily live in some other places as my dance career allows me to do so. And, well, I dedicate my life to dance. I'm a professional ballet dancer um, with Compañía Ballet del Salvador. I'm a principal dancer. And it's what I've been doing <laughs> since the past, like, 15 years of my life to dance. So, well, and I'm also... I don't know, just, I would say a normal person. I love to be with my family and friends. I like to cook. I like to question life and enjoy it. <laughs> so yes. that's it. So how does your training look like every day? Do you have to, do you have a specific training? Well, usually my day starts with a ballet class. Um, I say usually because, of course, this recent time of all the COVID has not been very normal, but I would um, start a day with ballet class and then we would continue with rehearsals, um, depending on whatever performance is coming up. Mm -hmm. Then I would usually teach in the afternoon and then at night have rehearsals again with the company. But um, I also like to work out every now and then But definitely ballet class for me is like my everyday thing that I have to do to keep myself in shape for any performance that I have coming up. If there's a week where I don't do ballet class, like if there's more than four days, I definitely feel it in my body and I feel like I'm not ready for a big performance. Like if I need to do a role that's very technically and physically demanding, I need to be very in shape. Definitely doing ballet class every day is a must for me. Now, do you have to work on very specific motor skills for the specific performance or how, how do you go about it? Yeah, I think it depends on whatever performance is coming up um, and what it demands. Like if it would be something like Swan Lake or Sleeping Beauty, that I feel like it's very 
you you need to have a lot of stamina because the variations are very long and hard. So I think definitely a very good ballet class for that one. But um, also strength training is important and working on having a very good stamina. Um, I feel like definitely you can relax a little bit more if if you're not doing a very classical performance, maybe when we, for example, we've done another works like Carmina Burana and Rite of Spring, which are more contemporary. So I wouldn't say I need to do a very, a full ballet class every single day if, if I'm working towards a performance that is more contemporary. Mm-hmm. Definitely you need to be in shape, of course, but um, the ballet class gives me the more skills I need if I have like a classical performance coming up. So it kind of depends, but, but yeah, I feel like ballet class is key. I know you enjoy other kinds of dance styles. And can you tell me more about that? And why is that? Yes. Um, I feel like I just love to dance. Like the way it makes me feel, it, it makes me feel so happy and so powerful. Like it puts everything in place just for a moment. So, well, I've always loved to dance since I was a little kid. And uh, I would just like go and make up choreographies sometimes with my sister or my cousin. And then we would just like showcase them to our parents at night. It would be just like fun. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like dance for me is is something that that makes me so happy. I love um, salsa. I love flamenco. Well, I think salsa and flamenco are the two that I would like to get to um, get to know a lot, a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. I've been trying to to take it serious, like for flamenco and salsa. I would really love to be able to say that I'm a professional in both of them, but I do it every once in a while because sometimes I don't really have time in this quarantine I have a lot of time so I've been trying to do a lot of flamenco and other dance styles as well but um, just the different um, things that each dance brings like salsa for me it makes me feel so good and it like it's like a shot of energy and happiness and then flamenco is more like taking deep emotions out like it's just the way I feel Mm -hmm. it and then ballet makes me feel like in in calmness and in peace so I think every dance style brings out something that I need to express or certain emotions and I also like jazz a lot well last year I had to learn tango because I worked with a company in Spain and we did a production that's named tango woman ballet so Mm -hmm. it was a ballet but it had a lot of tango in it and we had tango classes and I think tango is so so beautiful and just that the way the lines are it makes it look so elegant and so passionate and very very I don't know it's just when you mix ballet with tango it gives you such a beautiful line that I think Every dance that we can learn, it's going to enrich our, our performance as an artist. So I think that's why I really like, besides the way that it makes me feel, because I enjoy it, 
I feel like also it's part of me wanting to be a whole and integrative artist. So I feel like it's very, very important for me to learn all the dances I can. Like I even do done some hip hop. I mean, not like I can do it, but like I've mm -hmm. taken one or two classes and also like African dance and, you know, just whatever I can, whenever there's like a workshop, an invited guest teacher, I do it because I feel like it, it's really um, nourishing for me. I'm so happy you ta you're talking about this and you are sharing like that you you have experienced other dance styles because scientifically is scientifically based that um, there are studies that show that learning different uh, motor skills like different movements different steps different rhythms actually uh, yeah they do you talk about this like enriched uh, artistic environment but also it increases the connections that are happening in your brain. So I'm super happy that you bring this up. And since you've experienced other dance styles, I want to ask you if you could tell me in a sentence or so, what stands for you? Yeah, I think dance for me is the way we as human beings give a physical form to our emotions and feelings and also our thoughts and ideas I think dance it's it's something that comes naturally from us as human beings like breathing we've seen it since civilizations back million years ago dance has always been part of rituals and festivities so I think it's something that is really innate to us and yeah it's it's basically giving movement like giving a visual and physical form to what's inside of us Thank you for that. I want to talk about body image and dance um, because I feel like this is something that a lot of dancers have been through it and not only dancers, artists. Um, and so I want to ask you, have you ever struggled with body image? Yeah, um, it's been like different times in my life that I've struggled with this. When I was a kid and I started dancing, I was 11. And I was really, really skinny. Like, my teacher would even tell my mom, like, she's too skinny. She needs to eat more and blah, blah, blah. And I would eat anything I wanted to. It, it was just like, I was just like that. Mm -hmm. But then when I turned, like, 13 or so, I started gaining weight. And for me, it was because at that time, I feel like, I mean, besides I was young, I didn't have, like, the the knowledge that I have now and of course but I mean the access to the knowledge that I have now yeah. like now we listen to people talking about um, body image in a positive way through podcasts through Instagram I mean there's so much more now but back then to me it would be like what people would tell me and my artistic director of the ballet school Um, and my company right now, she's 93 years old. So she has um, these thoughts of ballet needing to be skinny, like dancers being to be skinny. And I really don't think it that way. But she was, of course, for me, um, her opinion was 
very important for me. And she was like, okay, you're gaining weight. You need to lose weight. And but that would be like so hard, like especially if you're like 13 years old and you would be like, okay, I need to lose weight. And what, what can I do? So I started eating differently and, and I like, I was skinny again for more years, but I think it was not the, the, the right way to solve the situation. I think I would have liked someone to tell me, okay, it, it's okay if your body changes, you are, um, your body is changing because you're not a kid anymore, you're turning to a woman these things are going to happen and it's okay. Your body is, is good the way it is. And sometimes that transition from being a kid to being a woman, it's um, maybe you gain weight and it goes away. Like it's part of the process. And I think that because I'm also a teacher, I never like to to tell a student or I mean I have never done it but I wouldn't tell a student you're fat you need to gain weight you need to lose weight because it's um something that is so connected to to the emotional side of every human being because I feel like in this society and especially in ballet in the ballet world like being skinny is kind of overrated and the culture I think that when you tell people that you're a dancer like people are already expecting you to be skinny Mm -hmm. so I think that I would feel like if I gained weight I would feel judged like from the outside world and it was probably in my head but I feel like this pressure of people expecting you to be skinny is very hard on any ballet dancer and I'm definitely um more I, I feel like ballet is changing a little bit, like the way dancers look, like people going more for um, diverse bodies, like different shapes. And I feel like that that's definitely so, so necessary. I wouldn't want like any of my students like going through eating disorders or like feeling, feeling they are not good enough because of their body. I feel like that's definitely not part of being an artist. And uh, yeah, I feel like there's still a lot need to be done. And it's not only in ballet, like the culture in general has lost the perspective of aesthetic because it's associated now with being skinny and definitely beauty is in every shape. So yeah, I feel like that's been my experience. But right now, I feel like when you are young, you are very vulnerable so like having someone that supports you but that has already been through these and and I don't know like today you can find more options and like different ways of thinking but back then when I was young like being skinny was the one thing you needed to do so I feel like that needs to change definitely I'm so happy you bring this uh bring this up that you have your artistic director who now is older and I'm sure like very wise, that the opinion that she had over your body or over your work was very important. And I think that as dancers or in, and as artists in general, um, the, op- the opinion that whoever is quote unquote above us, um, it's super important. And I wonder sometimes I think about that and I'm like, I wonder how 
how can that be changed? You know, because it's difficult to question someone that it's, that is someone that you look up to, such as your artistic director. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think just understanding why certain um, teacher or director thinks that way, she thinks, I feel like many people her age has another perspective of aesthetic and Mm -hmm. beauty. And I feel like just understanding that it's because of the generation they lived and the ideas of beauty that were in that moment, they are like married to those ideas. And I feel like right now there's more conscious about beauty being in different shapes and colors. So I feel like it's more not judging them, but being conscious that they think differently because they lived different circumstances. Yeah. But now, um, but you need to be strong, like personality, you need to be strong and say, but that is not the truth. And that is definitely not the truth for me. Like right now we are in a different generation. We are looking at things differently. And I think definitely closer to the truth. And, yeah. and yeah, just like, don't be mad at them. It's just because they were the way they were raised and the circumstances they lived in. But definitely be sure that, um, I mean, I feel like questioning, questioning people's opinions and like, why would this have to be beauty? Why would this have to be the rule in ballet? Why does everybody need to be skinny? And then when you start questioning I feel like you really can get to a place where you are sure about what you think and then what other people think, even you're not going to stop admiring them and having respect for them. But you can definitely just see their opinion and don't make it part of you as something that hurts you. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's really powerful, actually. Like Just being aware of it and um, without being disrespectful. I think, yeah, I, I, I like your answer. Um, so I know you mentioned that you're also a dance teacher. Do mm-hmm. you think that any dancer can be a good teacher, a good dance teacher? I think, yes, if that dancer is willing to do so. I mean, I feel like for being a teacher, you need to sometimes be in the, sh- in the shoes of being a student. And I feel like it's good when dancers are teachers because you know how it feels to be the student and then when you're the teacher you understand what it means to be the mm-hmm. teacher so I think that's um that's good because you get to be on both sides and get like a wider perspective on being a teacher and I think for me it's important to treat my students the way I would like to be treated Or maybe if I had a teacher that did something and I say, okay, I definitely never want to do this to one of my students. So I think, yeah, any dancer can be a good teacher if they're willing to really give themselves to it, like dedicate it and I don't know, like do it with passion and with love. If they do do it um, with love and passion, I think anyone can be a good teacher I mean it's different of course to be a dancer than to be a teacher Mm -hmm. but I feel like since you've been on both sides um definitely you can 
yeah. I know you mentioned that strength training is very important, and I do agree with that. And so my next question is, do you do cross-training? Yeah, I do cross-training probably not as much as I should because sometimes when I'm already, like, if I have my normal schedule, let's say, and I teach, I rehearse, I take ballet class. So I don't have a lot of time, for example, if I have to think, okay, I can go to the gym or I can go to my salsa class. So sometimes I feel like I rather so much do another type of dance and invest my time in that than cross-training. I know cross-training is very important. Like, it's seriously so important, but that's why I feel like I don't do it as much as I should. There's been times in my life when I like get really into it and I would do like at least three or four days a week, um, either Pilates or I also like to work with my stability bowl. I feel like that's very, very useful mm -hmm. for dance and maybe some yoga or just um, like doing small work workouts at home, like involves things like squats, planks, Um, yeah, things like that. I usually try to do this on a kind of daily basis, like the minimum of like ab work and planks and um, calf rises, you know, just to like make sure that I'm balancing all my muscles. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't do it as much just because I rather invest my time in keep on dancing another, <laughs> another type of dance that I love so much. But I feel like it's very important to cross-train, definitely. Now, I have, I know you have experience dancing in El Salvador right now, uh, professionally as a ballet dancer. But as you mentioned, you, you also have danced internationally. And you've, so I, I want to know more about that. What's your, do you see any differences between doing that in El Salvador than doing it outside? Salvador? Yeah, there are huge differences. Here in El Salvador, it's like a small world. Like in the dance world, we everybody knows each other. And it's very different because, for example, the company that I work with, we have, I mean, our productions, we take them very, very serious. But for example, the morning company class would be like only four dancers or yeah, maybe like three or four, depending on the day, which are mainly the principal dancers of the company that we take class. Like someday I would teach the class someday our like co resident choreographer would teach the class someday another dancer. And it would be like something between the, three or four of us that we would be every day like there's really few dancers that we that can say that we can say we dedicate our life only to dance like for example many people in the core of the ballet in our company are also in college or have another job because here it's hard to find a company that that pays a good salary a monthly salary mm -hmm. so that's why we have like Um, let's say like two schedules, like the principal dancers, we would go in the morning, take class by our own and then rehearse. 
But then at night, that is when everybody can come to the studio. We would have like the whole company. So the whole company would only work part time. And I mean, if you want to dedicate your life to this, you basically go on your own and do it because you want to, not necessarily because you're going to get like a monthly salary. Like I don't have a monthly salary for dancing in the company where I am. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that there is not here in El Salvador. There are, um, there's a national dance company that does more contemporary works. They have a monthly salary. There are like 12 dancers in that company. And then there's also a national ballet company, but I think that one works part-time too, but they also have a monthly salary. The company where I am, um, we get paid for our performances and not even all of them. Like some we do for free. We get paid for the classes we teach like outside the company. And I teach a lot of private ballet classes. And also in some other dance schools. Well, not dance schools. Um, it's like gymnastics uh, schools. And mm-hmm. they have to get ballet. So um, I feel like this, we have, we kind of have like more freedom in our schedule. But I feel like it's given me very good opportunities to be here too. Because it's such a small world that the audience that really likes ballet, they really get to be close to you. Like sometimes you would see the the same people following you around from performance to performance and being like really involved in supporting the artist, even though it's like a small group, definitely. And for example, here that people wouldn't pay too much to go to the theater, like we can only charge like $12 for a performance and that would be like the highest price. Of course, in other countries, you can charge more than that. But here, of course, um, people wouldn't pay it. So that's also a difference. But when working in other countries, um, I kind of like that formality in the schedule and all the dancers being there like for eight hours a day. Like here, sometimes for me, it's hard because I go in the morning, then I teach in the afternoon. And I rehearse in the morning, but then at night when the whole company is there, is there, yeah, I have to go back. And sometimes I feel like I have to sacrifice my social life so much. Because when, for example, that last year I was working in Spain, I would have like my normal schedule, like a normal person. Like from, it was from 10 to 5. And then at night I could relax and go out. Of course, I would be tired and stuff. But here it's like... I know that not all the dancers can make it um, during the day. So I have to be back at the studio at night. And sometimes we would finish like 10 p.m. at night, 9 p.m. at night. And the next morning we are going to be there again because at night we are giving priority to the core and the things we do all together. So I feel like it's more sacrifice for me to have like this type But definitely here I've had very good opportunities, um, such as doing principal roles with the company I am. I've been a principal dancer since 2014, and that's definitely given me so many opportunities to do many roles that I think has have um, changed me as an artist, like Sleeping Beauty, Roman Juliet, Carmen, maybe in some other country um, that would have been a lot harder to get to do mm-hmm. 
and probably many, many more years. So I think it has its pros and its cons. But <laughs> yeah, that, that are the main differences. But do you feel you feel supported? Like you feel like Salvadorian um, dancers support each other and like yeah. Yeah, I feel supported and I feel like the social media here, well, the mass media, they give us a lot of space, like in the newspaper, in the TV, like even though art here is not well appreciated um, and people wouldn't pay a lot for it, for, for watching art, I feel like, like, um, yeah, the, the media, the mass media supports us a lot and yeah you have to to also appreciate that um yeah <laughs> i i think i forgot your other comment no no no. that that was that was pretty much it if it if it if you felt supported as a dancer in the dance community in el salvador do, do you have any advice for dancers because i'm sure there's a lot of people there there's a lot of people that look up to you do you have any advice for them yeah of course I think it's very important to know what you're doing. And by saying this, I mean that right now with um, all the social media, we can see what many other ballet companies are doing and what the new choreographers are doing. And we can find million videos of what um, dance used to look like years ago. So I feel like it's very important to get advantage of this and know where we are, know where we come from, and and take all the classes you can with the different teachers. I feel like that's so, so important. You don't have to, like, marry a certain method or mm-hmm. instructor. Um, you really, I feel like you really need to go out there if you can, like if you can travel to go to another ballet school or work with a different company. But if not, you can have access to at least seeing what other people are doing just in your phone. And yeah, I feel like like that's very important. And also getting to know your body, how your body works and taking care of it. Because at the end of the day, it's what we have and what we are working with every single day. So I feel like getting to know our body and taking care of our body is very, very important. And also believing and like trusting your own path because of course all the dance world and and even when you're a student and then when you're a professional it's not always gonna be getting better each day there are gonna be times when you will be injured or when Mm -hmm. you will be emotionally not feeling the best you can be where you will be frustrated and I feel like just trusting your own path and not comparing with probably the path that other dancers had that maybe at 18 years old they were already principal with I don't know what company that is huge I feel like everybody has a different path and if you are 18 and you are not on the professional world yet that doesn't mean that you're not gonna make it later or that you're not gonna achieve your goals or your dreams it's just trusting that your path is like that for a reason. And, and yeah, like just keep it going and accepting like 
everything that process involves and try to make everything make you grow as an artist. Lucy, I have two more questions for you. My first question, I make it all, I ask this question all the time. And so mm -hmm. that's it. Did you move today? Yes, um, I did ballet class with Carolina Ballet. I did a live on Instagram. I've been trying to to do class with different dancers. And I feel like it's so amazing that so many dancers from different ballet companies around the world are sharing um, their daily ballet class with the world if you just go to their account on Instagram. So I've been trying to do different classes with different dancers. So I did that today and I also worked out a little bit. Yeah. Great. What's movement for you? Well, movement, I feel movement is everything, everything, because everything is moving constantly, like nature, time, um, everything's changing. Yeah, what well, was yesterday is not today anymore, and it will, won't be tomorrow. So I feel mm -hmm. like everything is movement in this world, and it's like the only thing we have for sure that everything is constantly changing and moving so I feel like like movement talking it um, as something we can do with our bodies is just an amazing way to free ourselves like to free ourselves and to find ourselves like there's always been like certain dances that when I do them I just feel like I am myself like I don't know. It's like you find you. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But, but yeah, like when sometimes you have a certain song and you say, oh, this is like me. Like if I would be a song, this would be me. So mm -hmm. I feel like movement makes you feel that too. And yeah, I feel like it's a great way to, to cheer ourselves up on a daily basis and to enjoy life. I feel like movement and dancing, it's such an important part of living. <laughs> Where can we find you online? Uh, my Instagram, I feel like it's the account I use the most. And it's Lucia under dash Figueroa F. I also have a Facebook page, but I don't use it as much as I use my Instagram. And I also know you have a website too, right? Yeah, I also have a, ways, a website, which I need to update definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah, in my website, um, I have some photos about my performances. And I also have little experts from some choreographies I've done with my ballet students. But yeah, I would be updating my website soon, hopefully. <laughs> Great. Lucia, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your time and I'm happy you said yes. Um, and... I'm sure, I mean, I admire you and I'm glad we connected and that, you know, it worked out for you to be my guest. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Uh, well, I would just like to say thank to you, Andrea. I feel like what you're doing is really amazing and all the, the studies you have on dance and movement and science. I feel like many people need to know that they can do this um, professionally not only of course as a dancer but also they can study it and it's something as important to study as 
medicine or or anything else you know like I feel yeah. like many people don't and especially here in our um like in our country in my country or Latin America I would say like dancers they maybe wouldn't look forward to like studying it um on a college but I feel like it's very important and and I really thank you that you are sharing your story with the world because it's definitely an option and should be an option for many of us. I think that I would have liked to go to college for dance. That would be, that would have been amazing too. So nothing. Um, thank you very much for inviting me. I'm really glad I'm, I'm here. Thank you again, Lucia, for your time. And again, as I mentioned to you before, I admire you and I'm happy there's, there's people like that in, in my country, in El Salvador, because we're from the same country. Um, it just so happened that I live in the U.S., but um, but I'm so happy there's people like you in El Salvador and that you are, you know, that you are not only there, but you also dance internationally. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy you said yes, and I'm happy, again, I'm happy you're here. So, guys, I hope that you enjoyed Thank this you. episode. And if you haven't moved, you still have a couple of hours. Thank you again, Lucia. Thank you, Andrea. It was nice. <laughs>